Greetings, friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel. Will you instruct many? Does God have a plan that might involve you? Is giving you part of the witness to the world at the end times? In the book of Daniel, chapter 11, starting in verse 29, we read about some things at the appointed time of the end. Persecution is going to hit many of God's people. And people want to know who's going to be involved in this. Well, it possibly could be you. Before going to that particular passage of Scripture, what I'd like to do is go to the New Testament and go to 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 15 from the Old King James Version of the Bible. And I'll explain what the New King James says in just a moment. Apostle Peter was inspired to write, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Again, that's from the Old King James, which actually I think is better than the New King James. The New King James says to be ready to give a defense. But in modern English, we don't tend to use the word defense for speaking. We have other uh, ramifications of that particular word. But you're supposed to be able to give an answer. And notice with meekness and fear. An answer regarding what? Well, I'm going to mostly use the New King James for the rest of the scriptures. I'm going to go to the book of Jude. Jude only has one chapter. The third verse says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning your, our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Jude said, I found it necessary to tell you Christians, you need to be able to earnestly contend for the original faith. Now, we need this particular ability in all ages. But I want to go in terms of the end time. This is Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. And I'm going to read verse 32 from the English Standard Version. It says, The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Are you one who knows their God in the end times? I hope so. Now, verse 33 from the New King James. And those the people who understand shall instruct many. Yes, there's a prophecy in the end time. The people who know their God, the people who really understand, will instruct many. By doing what? For con they will contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, this is going to be done by Philadelphian Christians. Now, in the end times, most Christians will not be Philadelphian. They'll actually be Laodicean. I'd like to go to read a little bit about that aspect of the church in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, starting in verse 14. Jesus said, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, these things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I'm rich, I became wealthy, I have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, and white garments, 
that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. So they think they don't need anything. They think, just you and me, God, we've got everything fine. The work we're involved is, it's okay, it doesn't matter. Somebody's doing something, this is great. But sadly, these people are ignorant of God's priorities, God's ways, and even God's laws. Now regarding this gold analogy, I'm going to go to the Old Testament, book of Psalms, the 19th Psalm. I'm going to start in verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them is great reward. And this gold analogy is also used in other scriptures. For example, in Psalm 119, I'm going to read verse 127. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold, yes, than fine gold. Book of Proverbs 8, verse 10. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. So the Laodiceans think they have everything, but they're missing knowledge, which God's equating to be more valuable than gold. Uh, Proverbs uh, 8, verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge and discretion. If you're one of God's people, hopefully you are growing in knowledge, grace and knowledge, and discretion for that matter. Verse 19 of uh, Proverbs 8. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. Now I'm going to go to chapter 25, the book of Proverbs, verse 11 and 12. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Now Jesus rebukes the Laodiceans, but they don't have an obedient ear. And as far as the gold analogy, the other one I want to go is the New Testament. This will be First Peter, First Peter chapter one, and I plan on reading verses six and seven. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The reality is, at the end time, Christians should be able to be teachers, or at least give answers. What's going on? I'm going to go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, and read verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles and oracles of God, and you've come to need uh, milk and not solid food. As far as teachers go, people sometimes don't think about this, but book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28 and this is a scripture that's often used in regards to church governance. Sometimes I think people don't see what comes here. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, we all know about apostles, you read about them there. The Bible also says second prophets, third teachers. Now interestingly, teachers were not in an ordained position as far as we could tell. And maybe various ones are going to be teachers in the end time. You're going to instruct many. That basically makes you... 
uh, a teacher. And I've used this expression before. A lot of people don't understand what the word doctor means. I've tried to tell people a doctor does not mean uh, some divine individual who knows everything. The word doctor comes from the Latin word doctare, which means to teach. And uh, God intends to use teachers and have us teach. Now, in Revelation 3, God has a message to the Philadelphians. I'm just going to read uh, verses 7 and 8. Jesus says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and he who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. I set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. You've kept my word and not denied my name. You've not denied my name. Jesus opens doors, and the Philadelphian Christians need to be willing to go through them. And notice that they're praised for keeping God's word. Now, how can an end-time Philadelphia Christian do this if they're not prepared? Instruct many. Well, I'm going to go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Read some things that Jesus said, starting with verse 18. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for you will be given in that hour what you should speak, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit of your Father speaks in you. Now, does that mean you've got no part to play in this, that the Holy Spirit is going to move you and you're going to say certain things? Well, no, you have to be prepared, as the Apostle Peter wrote. Now, I want to read something from Paul. This will be from... Uh, 2 Timothy, and yes, I know I'm going through lots of scriptures. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 14. Actually, I said verse 14, I mean verse 15. Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I'm going to read the same thing from the old King James. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that not need be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, the Bible is the word of truth, and Christians need to study diligently, which includes not only reading the Bible and paying attention to sermons, but we also recommend uh, paying attention to reading church literature. One of the reasons that we do recommend that is, according to Peter, sometimes some scriptures are not so easy to understand. In 2 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 14, Peter wrote, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider the long sufferings of our Lord is salvation. As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do to the rest of the scriptures. Notice again that one's supposed to be diligent. So you will not be moved by untaught and unstable people. So this means obviously that God's people need to be taught. And some think, well, you just totally just read the Bible on your own. And it's good to read the Bible. We encourage everybody to read the Bible. But I want to go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8, and uh, read a story that involved a man who was reading the Bible. Starting verse 26. 
Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and he went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him, heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I understand unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. So Philip came up and he assisted the man. Now this does not mean that Philip was telling him things that were the opposite of this book. It was not Philip said, okay, there's traditions outside of this that contradict it, and you need to listen. No, that was not what was Philip was telling. Philip was teaching things consistent with the book. And if the minister is teaching something that's not consistent with his book, he's not, they're not a minister of God, and you're not supposed to listen to them. We don't expect you to believe us just because we say something. It, it should be consistent with fact and scripture. Fact, for example, looking outside here, it's not raining. If I say it's not raining, you look outside and it's raining, obviously I'm not telling you the truth. But right currently it's a fact it is not raining here. Uh, so we expect with the ministry that we'll teach things in accordance with the Bible and with facts, such as obvious facts, like that I just mentioned. Now, why is there a ministry? Well, it says in Ephesians 4, starting verse 11, I'll read something that the Apostle Paul wrote. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Yes, the ministry is supposed to help teach people to speak the truth in love. Now, in the 21st century, books are a lot more available than they were in New Testament times. As a matter of fact, in New Testament times, a book like this, well, they didn't really have books quite like this, but a book like this probably would cost somewhere between, oh, even more, between $3,000 and $10,000. Actually, so many pages in this, I, it's probably more like $100,000 a book like this would cost. So a lot of people didn't have many books. Okay, but nowadays, there are books. And we have books that are free. These are available at the www.ccog.org website. And I'm going to mention a few of them. One is called The Gospel of the Kingdom of God. In the end times, the beast power is going to rise up and it's going to promise a human utopia that the beast will not be able to deliver. And Philadelphian Christians who understand the gospel of the kingdom of God will be able to better explain uh, God's kingdom to everyone. Now this particular booklet is available in a, approximately 103 or 4 languages. If you go to the ccg.org website and go down the list, you can find them. 
But the other ones I'm going to hold up are not necessarily, or we're going to show you, are not necessarily available in multiple languages, but they are available at the ccog.org website. Go to the literature tab under books and booklets. And one of them is called The Mystery of God's Plan. Why did God create anything? Why did God make you? The book answers basic questions about human life, God's purpose, including why people suffer. And something, as Christians, we should be able to explain to people. Another one we have is called Universal Offer of Salvation, Apocalypticistasis, Can God Save the Lost in the Age to Come? There's hundreds of scriptures that reveal God's plan of salvation. Many people claim to believe this book, but there's hundreds of scriptures they haven't considered. And in this free book, they're laid out to explain that God does have a plan. The God of love was wise enough to come up with a plan that works. And all will have an opportunity for salvation in this age or age to come. Do you know the scriptures well enough so you can uh, instruct many? We have a relatively short book on church history called The Continuing History of the Church of God. A lot of people think that their church reflects early Christianity. But the reality is many people don't know what early Christians taught. If you look at those from the Greco-Roman tradition, they think that uh, all the so-called early church fathers taught what they taught. But actually the reality is, and throughout history, uh, Church of God Christians have said, look, these early people taught doctrines that essentially the Greco-Romans and the Protestants don't teach. And this book explains that and explains that toward the beginning, those who fought against the heresies, the heretics, were not people of the Greco-Roman side, but people who held Church of God doctrines. We've got another book called Who Gave the World the Bible? The Canon. Why do we have the books we now have in the Bible and is the Bible complete? One of the reasons that we wrote this book is um, the best-selling non-fiction book of all time, I believe, was called The Da Vinci Code. And it had all kinds of stories and it said its information about factual stuff was right. Historical stuff. No, it was not. Uh, the true church did not arbitrarily kick out certain books because of women or other kinds, or, or males were running and all this kind of stuff. And this goes into that, as well as shows who actually had the chain of custody of the books of the Bible. Who knew the New Testament from the beginning and preserved it to present? Uh, sadly, most scholars uh, don't know. You say, well, maybe you're not a scholar. Maybe you, never, maybe you didn't even graduate elementary school or high school. So how can you know more of these scholars? Well, let me assure you, scholars have a bias. And they, when they, once they have a certain bias, sometimes they won't leave it because other people will make fun of them. Other scholars say, oh, you're not a scholar because you don't believe that. But the reality is the Bible was complete from the time the Apostle John uh, wrote it. And he passed this knowledge on to people such as Polycarp of Smyrna, who was a Church of God leader. And uh, the Church of God has held or maintained the Bible from the very beginning. Now, perhaps you're Protestant. We have another book called Hope of Salvation, How the Continuing Church of God Differs from Protestantism. And it explains why we're not Protestant and explains why we, the Church of God, believe in Sola Scriptura. And though that was the rallying cry for the Protestant movement, that many of the doctrines and traditions that they hold, the Protestants hold, don't come from Scripture. And this is a very thick book. The reason I'm mentioning some of these books is to be able to instruct many, you need to know not only what the Bible teaches, but why other people don't agree with it or what they've been taught. 
So you can instruct many, because God has a plan for you if you're willing to submit, if you're willing to study, to show yourself approved. And the last book I want to just mention is called Beliefs of the Original Catholic Church. The Greco-Roman churches like to say that they held the original faith. But as I alluded to a few moments ago, if you look not only at the Bible, but early church writings, you'll find that they held Church of God doctrines. And these are doctrines that the Greco-Romans, in their councils, later condemned. They said these people were saints, and these saints held doctrines that we hold, yet later they condemned those doctrines. Does that make sense? Well, we consider the, those who held Church of God doctrines were saints, and we didn't condemn those doctrines, and we hold those to this very day. Anyway, we have other books and booklets, and that's not that they're not important to know, but we, one of the reasons we put together the long books is to help those of you who do want to instruct many. God does have a plan, and if you're willing, God can use you. Will you be willing to be a witness in the end times? God does have a prophecy about Philadelphia Christians instruct many, and hopefully that will include you. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.